Hello, and welcome to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. I'm your host, Joni Advent Maher, mystic, spiritual midwife, and visionary leadership guide. It's my great pleasure to share inspiring and intimate conversations and emerging wisdom gathered from our collective feminine journey of awakening. My guests are revolutionary women at the cutting edge of both personal and global transformation. I invite you to join us in claiming our sovereignty, changing the world, and flourishing no matter what. This episode of Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow is brought to you by Rose Corrick with Aging Boldly. Reimagine aging and boldly reclaim your creative self at rosecorrick.com. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you joining us today, and I am delighted and honored to welcome back my friend and soul sister, Rose Corrick. Welcome, Rose. Thank you, Joni. I am smiling as I am sitting here in my studio and smiling at you because I just so appreciate you and your energy and the power of our being together. Yes, 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 yes. I have a big smile in my heart as well. So let me tell our lovely listeners about you because this is there in for a special treat today. So Rose is an artist. She's an entrepreneur. She's a seeker and a coach. And she has important letters after her names, G, P, C, C, and A, C, C, which she's going to tell us what those means. I know that they're about certified coaching, but I'm, I'm kidding a little bit. But Rose is very accomplished, and she brings a unique tapestry of talents to her work as a certified life coach with aging boldly. Isn't that something we could all use? some wisdom about. (laughs) Rose works with women who are in transition and she is inspiring them to embrace their greatness and to age boldly as they design the next chapter of their lives. She works as a certified Gestalt trained life coach and it's the culmination of wisdom gained as an artist, a creative entrepreneur, and a spiritual seeker for over the past 40 years. Her previous creative venture, The Art of Cloth, clothed women in works of art which expressed a woman's essence and beauty. And as a life coach, Rose continues her work with women in inspiring them to live with boldness, passion, and creativity. She does one-on-one coaching work, and she offers transformational programs to support women's journey to live and age boldly with passion, purpose, and presence. Woo, Rose. (laughs) You've got it going on. (laughs) As I listen to you, you know, share sort of the, sort of the sum total of my professional life, I... I have to say, I, I'm sitting back with a little bit of, of I'm going to say awe 
you know, when we look, all of us, we get to a certain age. I'm not sure what that, what age that is for everyone, but we are at, we have a vantage point and we get to look back and see the amazing creations that we've had in our lives. Mm. And most of us have had numerous careers. Many of us have. All of us have had different identities. And when we step back and really look at our lives, it's really, I guess that's where I'm at in my life is I'm really enjoying and appreciating the richness of all of it. And that's what I try to help other, other women with as well. Mm. And I, I guess I'm curious how you, how you found yourself at uh, offering this after having this, these various incarnations. Is it the synthesis or, or what, what prompted this incarnation of, of Rose? Actually, I've asked myself that numerous times since I'm an introspective type of person. And what I have seen as I've looked back over my life, this creative thread has always been really obvious. I remember as a little girl weaving potholders, and I remember the sensation that I had of working with my hands, and which quieted my mind quieted the chatter in my mind, and I could just feel this, I don't know, creative energy, I guess, and the, the joy and pleasure of creation. And I think it was also a good um, distraction from what was going on in my mind. So creativity has always been there for me. And over the years, what as it became obvious that creativity was sort of my path of sorts, I, I developed two different creative businesses, creative enterprises. One is a commercial interior designer, and the second one was with Art of Cloth, as you described in the introduction. Mm -hmm. so, and the, and the, on the face of it, there were these, this obvious creative path that I followed. And it's like the breadcrumbs, you know, I, I always wanted to bring beautiful textiles to the world. And so commercial interior design was sort of my first, it was like a 20 year um, uh, journey. And the second one was Art of Cloth was following a dream of mine, which was from childhood was to bring beautiful designs and textiles to the world. Mm. And so that I listened to those breadcrumbs. I followed them. I listened to that dream. I followed, I carried that out. And I'm really grateful and I don't know, what is it? Uh, sort of odd that I did that. And mm. I'm, I'm appreciative of the fact that I really listened to that calling. But underneath all of that, so this is the part that led to coaching. Mm -hmm. I, underneath that whole creative journey which was what the world saw i was seeking and trying to understand my life and um a fair amount of you know a great deal of pain that i carried from childhood actually i i grew up a stutterer mm. and i come from actually a family of stutterers um, mm. and there was trauma in my background and so 
as I was um, presenting this successful creative package to the world, if you will, silently, quietly, behind the scenes, I was pursuing who I was, trying to understand and unravel the sort of the mystery that was my me, that was my physical sensitivities, my emotional pain, my psychic pain. <clears throat> I was trying to understand it. And so I literally went on a, it probably started in my mid-20s, and I, you know, so for decades, I was seeking, I did therapy, lots of spiritual growth and personal development, uh, which continues to this day. And so that was the sort of the, I'm going to say the underground of, of my visual success, I was seeking and trying to understand. Um, mm. and, and that was a, oh, what was it? It was a incredibly beautiful, challenging journey where trying to make sense of life. And <laughs> mm -hmm. I, my metaphor, you know, I have a visual of it. It's almost like, you know, this was going on underground. And then when I closed my last business uh, a few years ago, it just became obvious that I was to go deeper, that I had a bigger purpose in life. And mm. clothing women in beautiful clothes was just a, just an amazing experience. And I learned so much from it and I'm so gifted with the relationships, the process, the people, the journey of bringing beautiful clothes to the world and helping women really know their own beauty. And I knew there was something bigger for me to do, mm -hmm. which was to sort of to help women uh, understand and access their beauty inside and uh, to help mm. transform their issues as I had done in my own life. So that was the underground journey that became above ground and has become very visible. Mm. Yeah, it makes me think of just the seed that sprouts and turns into this beautiful plant or tree that bears fruit per se. And, and now, you're, now is the time that you're bearing the fruit that others can take in and nourish themselves and receive in a, in a deeper way. Yeah, I, I, that's a lovely metaphor. Uh, the other one that I have is around silos. And ah, I, yes. been, I've been working with this lately that really seeing that I kept, and I think I, I know I'm not alone in this, but that with, especially when we come from a challenging background, we can silo parts of ourselves and develop parts of ourselves and not develop other parts of ourselves or mm. we move on from one and then it's like the other didn't even exist mm -hmm. um, for example i grew up playing piano and i was actually quite accomplished i could have gone to had a scholarship to study music and i chose to not do that and i stopped playing music altogether and I'm only just now beginning to access music again after many decades. And, you know, for some reason, I mean, I, I compartmentalize these parts of myself. Hmm. So with this time of our lives, I believe we have, and that's somewhere maybe over 50. It depends. It's different for every woman. I think when they start to feel this sort of longing to 
um, integrate and uh, renew and find out what's next. But I think that for me, I've been, I've, I'm really actively engaging to break down the, those walls of the silos and, and access all of my gifts and pull out what really makes sense and almost curate who I am today because mm -hmm. I can't. Mm -hmm. so it's a, it's a really, you don't leave behind parts of yourself. You bring all of yourself with you and you, we get to decide who we want to be and how we want to be. So we're at a choice point that I think is a really powerful place to be in life. Yes. And I remember hearing you speak about life as a work of art. And, and this is a p part of what I'm hearing coming through right now. Can you yes, say I, more about that? Yeah, I'm actually just, I'm beginning, I've got a program <clears throat> that I'm beginning to create about this idea of our lives as a work of art. It's this idea that we again have all these phases of our lives, these identities, these things we did. I was an interior designer and I was an artist and I'm a mother. I was a wife, several wives. Uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have all, so all these pieces, parts, I mean, they're identities. And when I start to step back and look at each uh, identity, each part of my life. I've been asking myself, what are the gifts and the lessons that I learned from these parts of my life? Instead of focusing on the story, I'm looking at what did I learn? How does, how does my, how do my years as, a, as an interior designer, for example, impact um, me today? Or how did it impact my work as a, at Art of Cloth? And my love of color, texture, pattern were so present in my work at Art of Cloth. And my appreciation of people's textures, colors, patterns, differences are so present for me as a coach. Mm. Um, you know, I think everything informs everything else. And if we can begin to see our lives from a place of appreciation, as opposed to I know, ending a phase and starting another one, and just really appreciating all the sort of the art of this life that we've created. It's a lot more fun and it's just really a rich idea. Mm. And it takes some of the, I'm going to say, pressure off in, uh, in, from my perspective to to think this is this is a work of art it's not some um i don't know linear product you know my my life is not uh sums and balances it, it it's a work of art it, it it just for me it makes it a looser more alive more vital more it, it just gives freedom keeps coming to me the word freedom I like that. And also even think of, I don't know if you know the work, uh, the music of Bella Bartok, but you know, when I was mm -hmm. playing mm -hmm. piano back in high school, I loved Bella Bartok and Prokofiev and these really wild sounding composers. <laughs> and I think it matched the, you know, the cacophony inside me. That's what I say now. Um, but it's so that was art. And so it may sound dissonant and discordant and, uh, wildly crazy but it's still art 
that, yeah. you know, that, that music of that style is, is still art. So let's say parts of our lives that don't seem so pretty or where we have <laughs> a lot of pain or that didn't seem very much like art. So imagine it as a, a really wild piece of art that's to be appreciated. I mean, it's really an, it's an interesting perspective. I've really been enjoying it. Yes, and I think I have heard somewhere along the way that really what distinguishes a master artist from an amateur is not that they never make mistakes, as in there's never you know messes in their work, but they know how to take that and work with it and weave it into the final outcome in a way that is masterful and beautiful and like that's is very, yeah that's very true uh when i was dying in art of cloth we'd say there, there were never any mistakes i mean we <laughs> always doctor up paint over uh dye over i mean everything was not just salvageable but everything became beautiful in a different way Yes, and I, I just do want to give a shout out to the the level of success that Art of Cloth had. I, I know I heard from a mutual friend of ours that Frankie from Grace and Frankie on Netflix has worn some of your clothes. And so you're, you, that, that aspect of your work has really gone out into the world in a big way. It was so fun. Uh, we had, uh, Frankie wore eight, to my knowledge, maybe more. Actually, we've since found more. But wow. At least eight pieces of Art of Cloth. And there was one episode, I wish I knew the season. It was in one of the earlier episodes where she was, her back went out and she's lying <laughs> on her back throughout the whole episode. And she's wearing this Art of Cloth tunic, which I you know, own in my closet upstairs. And uh, it was just, it was a really fun experience to <laughs> kind of know that, uh, you know, there were women around the world that were, I'm going to say the world, that appreciated what we were doing at Our Cloth and making these beautiful, individual, hand-dyed pieces of art that expressed a woman's beauty. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. And you had to, you had to stop doing that. Yes, there you know, it's interesting looking at this now and I think, wow, that was really perfect timing, Soul. Thank you. <laughs> with COVID-19, where would Art of Cloth be? Um, it became clear that the apparel industry was changing. And while I was selling, had a really avid following of women online, we were selling directly to customers, we changed from wholesaling to direct selling. So a lot of things were right, but the climate became so challenging in the apparel mm. industry. Um, we were not able to, I was not able to uh, sustain the, mm -hmm. the profit, enough of a profitable structure to continue. And mm. so letting go, closing that in the most beautiful way possible without ever using the word liquidation and just having mm -hmm. oceans of appreciation for the company. Uh, I closed it and uh, with um, gratitude and, uh, and it was time. So mm -hmm. it was clear that uh, that was the thing for me to do. Yes. And the wisdom of, because I, 
I think so many times in our life, particularly when there's something that is beautiful or having great success, that there, there are those natural rhythms of life and, you know, the blossoming and then the, the decay and the, the, di the dying off. And, and so many of us try and ride the wave into eternity <laughs> and don't, don't see <clears throat> don't see the signs don't see the like don't know how to pivot don't know how to yes. how to shift so it's kudos. so true i love your references to nature really because i spend a lot of time in nature these days and i i witness this natural cycle of life and how nature knows about about birthing and dying and there's this gentleness to it all and surrender well gentleness that's i say that but seeing the woods after a storm and seeing yes. all these trees i take photos of all these fallen trees and i'm amazed that you know it was some sort of a violent end to these trees but it's part of the cycle of life as well mm -hmm. so all, all these things which we rail against and think it shouldn't be you know, like what we're going through now with, uh, with the, uh, the virus. It's, mm -hmm. it's just the natural order of life. It mm. truly is. And including businesses, our bodies, relationships. It's really fascinating. If we surrender to the lessons of Mother Nature, you know, it's, she's really a wise teacher. Absolutely. And I know you have a beautiful free gift which ties in some of those lessons from Mother Nature. Can, can you tell us about that? I do. I, uh, um, so <laughs> I love the way my mind works. You know, I, I work with nature and creativity and aging. And how do I pull all this together? And, you know, it all makes sense to me. So when I go to, um, I've got my, my offer is, called Freedom from FOGO, which is fear of getting older. <laughs> Those of you who know FOMO, Freedom from FOGO, seven lessons from Mother Nature. Mm. And I found, I, went, I have a beautiful Metro Parks near my home and I take photos of nature and really look for the lessons that I see in nature. So as these, I mentioned these big logs and trees that are falling over ravines. And I, when I started to look, I was actually amazed at the amount of um, uh, recycling going on in nature. I mean, there's just fallen trees everywhere. And, and yet it seems so natural and okay. And I thought, you know, that's really the natural order of life. So I took a photo of that. And so I have these lessons that I have accumulated with a, a photographic um, kind of story with, uh, with a meditation and some journaling that sort of bring all these concepts together and help us so that as we age, we bring these very simple natural lessons back into our own being. Mm. You know, as I've embraced this idea of aging boldly, and there's a little bit of a story about that, I, I have been amazed at, 
as I've opened my eyes and witnessed what our culture says about aging, uh, the stigma of it, the cultural biases, the the ageism that exists, really, it's quite inherent in, in our culture. And it seems so, especially for women. Especially for women. Yes. Yes. Especially for women. Uh, youth is adored as well. And the beauty of youth is, is elevated to an adoration, a position of adoration. And just the little I've, I mean, when you think of the words anti-aging, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost a, you know, there are anti-aging campaigns. Oh, yes. Creams and... <laughs> yes, and because it's all about anti-aging. And when you just even think about the words, it's, a, uh-huh. it's an assault. It's, a, it's an insult. It's a, um, it's a desecration. And, and it's just downright wrong. Uh, and we as women are sort of guilty of it as much as men. And, well, yeah, right? we've all been drinking the same Kool-Aid that is telling us. Yes. So <laughs> even when I say the word aging, women react differently. Some are like, oh, I'm so glad you're doing this. And others say, well, I don't need to talk about aging yet. And they might be in their 50s. Mm-hmm. So whoever is even listening to this or is aging as we listen, I mean, we're, we're aging every moment. And what if we just sort of like stripped off all this, I don't know, these layers of judgment and expectation and messages, negative messages around aging and tried a different conversation, Mm. which is what, you know, nature has a much better conversation. (laughs) Yes. And of course, I am so impassioned about will say deconstructing the current paradigm, the, the patriarchal paradigm, which I believe is the root cause for anti-aging and for the, for the glorification of youth, which, which most people at that stage of life are not in their full potency or power. It's not until we reach. Exactly more maturity that we have our capacity to really stand in and embody our fullness and our power and frankly that's my my conspiracy is that you know that that's a part of the root of this it's like well we're not certainly not going to support women getting to that point so let's just cut them down in whatever way we can and not that it's men per se doing that it really is this destructive paradigm this kind of group viral thinking that we've all gotten caught up in well said and i love how you address this in your your book the radiance equation um mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, would, I as i told you i read it now three times and <laughs> I, because you're speaking to me and to so many women yes. and i i look at some of the things that really resonated with me that you spoke to were about uh, the the self-doubt and Mm self-judgment that we as women carry and are always looking to others for confirmation that we're okay and that we're that we're good enough 
And this is such a common theme that I hear with my clients. And I have certainly been on this journey my entire life myself. And it's not until we can step back and, and witness the, the, uh, the poison mm-hmm. of the negative thoughts. It's they're literally lies and poison. Yes. And so every time we, we doubt ourselves, uh, disparage ourselves, judge ourselves, look in the mirror and hate what we see, we're, we're supporting this, this um, system that you just described so well. Yes. And returning back to mother nature and, and that beauty. And in a way, the thing I value so much about you and your work is that you are holding a positive reflection for women around this process of aging and, and showing, you know, mirroring for them, the beauty and the wisdom and the Uh, just the presence that's possible. And we have that mirrored as you so wisely uh, connected to, we have that mirrored in mother nature as well. Well, you know, I came to this a lot, you know, it was the gift of my mother. I have a, Mm. my mother who passed um, two years ago, she lived to 94 and the beautiful age of 94. And she was such a model of living and aging boldly. And as she, as she aged, she became more alive and more youthful. Wow. Um, with every passing year. Wow. And her light just poured out from her, from her smile, her eyes. She, her interest in others, her deep connection. When she spoke to you, it was a one-on-one connection that she was fully present and she was an artist. So she was fully practicing artist up until really 93. Wow. And so this, and so she modeled it for me. I was able to witness her, her friends were of all ages most of them were younger than, than me, and they adored her. They, she mentored them. She was a buddy of them, we, uh, with them. And so the possibilities for li- shedding these stereotypes, the stigma that I hear and feel from other women and, in, and within myself, when we are able to shed these lies and the stereotypical way of being as we age we can embrace a whole it's just an incredibly new i'm going to say identity chapter way of being and that's where i bring creativity to this conversation because it's essential that we begin a process of renewal which is all about creativity yes yeah. Yes. That is, I am so glad you shared that story about your mother. And what a gift to have that kind of a role model. And I, I, I see you carrying on that legacy yeah. through, through your work. Wow. And it reminds me of a book I found so many years ago 
called uh, You're Not Old Until You're 90, but it's best to be prepared anyway <laughs> by, by Rebecca Latimer, oh. who her story similar in some ways to your mom's. She started at 65. She started to write and learn to meditate after, you know, after a whole other lifetime. And, and then she created a number of books and was narrating her book at 92. Um. <laughs> that is what's possible. And with it comes an energy. I, I say that creativity is the greatest antidote to, to aging that there is. Uh, because it's, it's a, it's, you know, I could call it creativity. I also call it uh, chi, life mm -hmm. force. Yes. I call it eros. I mean, it's actually part, you know, that creativity and sexuality comes yes. with the same chakra, the sacral chakra. And so that eros, life force, it's this, in creativity, it's this juiciness in life that once we get a taste of it and and really um, carry it forth in our life, then others see it. It's a it's contagious, and you know, there's it's a it's the way to go. <laughs> so it, that's it's what I the think. yes, it's the elixir of life. It's <laughs> true. It's true. <laughs> Yeah, and so it's like the challenge is how do you name all this stuff about aging? Because women don't even want to talk about it. There's a denial of it. And move, like sort of name it all so that you can throw it out and begin to replace it with a new conversation. What are our unlived dreams? What are we still longing to do or be? Mm. You know, how, how there's, I just when I can access that place of longing and desire in myself, it's, uh, I, boy, I know that I'm ready for another creative venture. And uh, so that's what we want to look for. Mm. Yes. And I know you have a community, a Facebook community where I'm guessing you're exploring some of these threads. I do. It's called aging boldly. It's on Facebook and you can search for it on Facebook. It's easy to find. And we have a vital, vibrant group of women from somewhere in the 40s on. And we are, I've just begun to really start to bring in creativity to the conversation there. We, because I think that, and people are, our women are showing photos of work that they're doing and creativity in all ways. So it's not just painting or it's dancing, mm -hmm. it's drumming, it's gardening, it's um, doing a beautiful spreadsheet. I don't know. There are, there are <laughs> there's creativity in literally everything. And uh, so it's a, it's a very dynamic group and I'm excited about building it and growing it. Yay. So dear listener, if you would like to be a part of that community or, or just kind of tune in to this new way of thinking that Rose is bringing forward, I strongly encourage you to check out her Facebook group, Aging Boldly. And also, I just want to affirm that the, uh, the link to your free gift, Freedom from FOGO, Seven Lessons from Mother Nature, is in the show notes. So dear listener, that is a free gift for you. 
if you would like to access that. And you can learn all about Rose's work at her website, which is rosecorick.com. So Rose, we have just a little bit of time before we need to wrap up. And I was going to ask you to, to just check in and see mm -hmm. what other bits of wisdom need to be said today to, to bring this all to a close. Well, I had this, I thought as about, and you, you wrote about it in your book about this idea of initiation. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's important to name that there is very often, not always this time that we go through in our lives where things don't feel right. If, I mean, this, this play, this picture of aging, I described, it sounds like a happy fairyland and we just start <laughs> but you know what i came i came to this uh, i earned it i i i i um it's a place that uh, i had to go through what i had to go through to get here and so for me there was this place of of loss i i'll call it soul loss or i've turned mm. into existential depression where i just couldn't figure out why life didn't make sense anymore. Uh, you know, I had had my dream company and, and I, I had fulfilled that. And I thought, well, now, like, what's, why does it seem like everything has been taken away from me? The company was closed. I, I had a let many losses, my mother, my dog, uh, finances, uh, all kinds of things. There were losses. And and then starting anew in my late 60s, are you kidding? <laughs> what I'm supposed to be doing? And, and so I think many of us end up in places and we just like, like don't, I don't get this. Why me? I've done all this work. And, and the truth is, so I've, I'm in a new place where I've, I've surrendered. I've like uh, relaxed, mm. relaxing. I'm taking my, my grip. It's like a, my, uh, my fingers, I'm prying them off the, the, <laughs> the wheel of a car. It's like I'm, I'm letting go of my need to be in charge. And I'm allowing, you know, I'm just, I'm allowing. What does, you know, Divine Beloved or Mother Earth or, you know, all that is have in store for me? I mean, it's not my, I'm not in charge. And so letting go and recognize it's, I've been so much happier since I've been on this track. Mm -hmm. And so just want to say for those who are stuck in the, the, the deep, dark place of transition to who knows what at, at this age, I think it's, it's normal. It's okay. And every, just everything is going to be all right. <laughs> so. Yes. Well, it harkens back to, so you and I had a conversation not long ago for the Trust Talk series. Yeah. Yeah. And really the theme that came through was the trust, the process. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm hearing and what you're saying that, and, and believe me, I completely get it. When we're in that in-between place or as things are dying off and the new is not yet obvious, it can be a very funky place to hang out and get, and get comfortable. But yeah. you spoke to that very powerfully, and, and I appreciate that. And that whole 
think the the, the it, it does speak to that belief which i do believe and i believe based on what you've shared you do as well that that life is working on our behalf that there are forces that have a greater vision for us than our limited mind or ego and it's 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 safe to trust that well i love the idea of pronoia and mm. you've probably heard of that there's a book called pronoia the opposite no. Of paranoia no and <laughs> no i love it it's the it's the belief that there's a can the universe conspires for our good oh isn't it i mean it's what you know why yes. and yeah. Yes, it's a it's really taking trust and just wrapping it up in this wonderful concept of pronoia. There's a conspiracy <laughs> to <laughs> that the universe is working for us in ways that we don't always understand. And so trusting the journey, trusting the process. Uh, so that's what led me to you. So, you know, yes. how it goes. Yes. Yes. So what a beautiful note to end on. Yes, I love that. <laughs> And I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into that. I actually have not heard of that book or, or that term. So thank you for sharing it. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> so so many gems, and I I know, dear listeners, that you have gotten some gems out of this conversation, because I certainly have. And so I want to thank you for being here with us. As I want to thank you, Rose, for taking the time to be with us as well. Thank you, Joni. It's always a pleasure. Yes, I agree. It's always a delight when we get together. It is, for sure. And listeners, reminder, you can learn about all things Rose at rosecorick.com. <laughs> yes. And I want to remind you, as always, the, the wonderful Hafiz quote, to trust what your heart knows. Thanks for listening to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend and be sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And visit theradianceequation.com to receive your copy of The Radiance Equation, a visionary's guide to coming out of hiding, owning your wisdom, and creating your greatest impact.